Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 243, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, we are halfway through week number 49, and no spoilers, but today is a pretty important day in God's big story. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the friendly, curious cow. So Marvin, how are you mooing today? Oh, I'm mooing good, Dave. Yeah, this, this morning I was helping my mom make some jam. Uh, okay, or I guess jelly for our American listeners, but yeah, what kind of jam? Uh, orange, Dave. Oh, orange jam? Well, hang on, wouldn't that be called... Oh, wait. Moomalade, Dave. Yeah, moomalade. It's delicious. You know, Marvin, sometimes I just don't see it coming. See what coming, Dave? Never mind. Anyway, it's Wednesday, shall we? Oh, you betcha, Dave. Jingle, please. Hey, it's Wednesday. Everything is okey-doke. Here comes Benjamin. And he's gonna tell us a joke. Oh, Hi, you guys. Hi, Benjamin. How are you doing, Benjamin? Oh, I'm good, Dave. Although I'm kind of sad, you know, because after today I only get to tell three more jokes. Oh, that is true, Benjamin. I guess just make them good ones, eh? Well, have I ever let you down, Dave? Well... So anyway, you guys were reading about Simon the Magician on Monday, huh? Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, get ready to laugh, because here it comes. So, how do we know that Simon the Magician had a sweet tooth? Oh, I don't know, Benjamin. How do we know that Simon the Magician had a sweet tooth? Because he always had a few twicks up his sleeve. <laughs> oh, twicks up his sleeve. <laughs> no, like tricks, Dave. You know, but like the chocolate bar, twicks. Yeah, I got it, Marvin. And thanks, Benjamin. Oh, you're welcome, Dave. It's always a pleasure. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Bye, Benjamin. Okay, Marvin. Well, we'd better get to it. Now, the last couple of days, we've been hearing how the gospel was spreading out in Samaria and yesterday to an Ethiopian on his way home from Jerusalem. Well, yeah, sure. And while all that good stuff was happening, well, we've also heard about this man, Saul, who was back in Jerusalem trying to hunt down the Christians and throw them all into prison. Yeah, we do not like him. Well, today we're going to hear a bit more of Saul's story. Okay, okay. Well, who's reading today? Well, today we're back to my favorite reader, Bryn. Yeah, because she smooches you. What was that? Oh, nothing. Hi, Bryn. Hello. Today's reading is from Acts 9, verses 1 to 21. Meanwhile, Saul continued to oppose the Lord's followers. He said they would be put to death. He went to the high priest. He asked the priest for letters to the synagogues in Damascus. He wanted to find men and women who belonged to the way of Jesus. The letters would allow him to take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. On his journey, Saul approached Damascus. Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground. He heard a voice speak to him, Saul, Saul, why are you opposing me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, he replied. I am the one you are opposing. Now get up and go into that city. There you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there. They weren't able to speak. They had heard the sound, but they didn't see anyone. Saul got up from the ground. He opened his eyes, but he couldn't see. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind. He didn't eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a believer named Ananias. The Lord called out to him in a vision. Ananias, he said. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, 
Go to the house of Judas on the straight street. Ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying. In a vision, Saul has seen a man come and place his hands on him. That man's name is Ananias. In the vision, Ananias placed his hands on Saul so he could see again. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man. They say he has done great harm to your holy people in Jerusalem. Now he has come here to arrest all those who worship you. The chief priests have given him authority to do this. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, I have chosen this man to work for me. He will announce my name to the Gentiles and to their kings. He will announce my name to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for me. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. He placed his hands on Saul. Brother Saul, he said, you saw the Lord Jesus. He appeared to you on the road as you were coming here. He has sent me so that you will be able to see again. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Right away, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. After eating some food, he got his strength back. Saul spent several days with the believers in Damascus. Right away, he began to preach in the synagogues. He taught that Jesus is the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed. They asked, Isn't he the man who caused great trouble in Jerusalem? Didn't he make trouble for those who worship Jesus? Hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Thanks, Bryn. Wow, Dave. Gosh, Saul went from trying to have Jesus' followers killed to being a follower of Jesus. That's right, and not just being a follower, but standing up and preaching and telling others the good news about Jesus. This was an almost completely unbelievable transformation. And you can tell how unbelievable it is, because even though God himself tells Ananias to go and see Saul, Ananias is like, uh, you do know who this guy is, right? Because I sure do. We all know what he's been up to in Jerusalem. He's come here to round all of us believers up, so uh, I'm not sure that this go and pay him a visit is really something I want to be doing. Oh, yeah, but God knew what he was doing, huh? He always does, Marvin. And this man who had stood watching and agreeing as Stephen was killed, who had made it his mission to silence the church, well, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he would go on to write around half the books that now make up the New Testament. Oh, wow. Boys and girls, sometimes we might look at someone and think, gosh, look at them. There's no way they'd ever become a Christian. But Saul, who hated Jesus and hated his followers, who devoted his life to trying to destroy the church, well, maybe better than anyone else, he shows us that we're wrong. There is nobody who is beyond God's reach. None of us are Christians because we were pretty good people who were smart enough to realize that Jesus was who he said he was. The Bible tells us we were all dead in our sin. We were all sinners, all enemies of God. The only reason any of us are Christians is because God revealed himself to us. Kind of like what happened to Saul with those scales falling off his eyes. It is God who opens our eyes so that we can see the truth. Okay, yeah, so we're all sinners, but the best sinner or the worst sinner, well, it doesn't matter. God can still say, hey, look, it's me to any of us. That's right. None of us, not one of us deserve it. But it's that word grace again. God saves his people anyway. Today, boys and girls, let's thank God that he can save anyone Thank him that our salvation is not based on us and the type of person we are. Gosh, that would be terrible news. Thank God that our salvation is only based on Jesus, his death and his resurrection. Amen, Dave. And, well, that's it for today, Marvin. But you can bet we're going to hear a lot more about Saul in the next three weeks. Okay, great. Well, yeah, bye, everyone. Guess we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. 
God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh.